to another episode of the Men's Wear Style Podcast. I'm your host, Pete Brooker. On this episode, I'm going to talk to the founder of Oliver Brown, Adam Brown. Adam came up with the idea for Oliver Brown by accident in 2005 when on holiday in Rajasthan for a friend's 40th birthday. Sat around the pool. Adam noticed that while the women in the group looked great, the men did not, which became even more apparent when only the men had to change their clothes to have lunch in the bar. So the idea for Oliver Brown was conceived and the brand launched in March 2007, offering a more tailored approach to men's beach and swim shorts. Something you can wear on the beach, by the pool, and that's smart enough for drinks or lunch too. Now, Adam has teamed up with Vodafone Group to speak at the brand's Those Who Dare virtual event, taking place from Monday 17th to Friday the 21st of May. The event is aimed at SMEs, which is small, medium enterprises, and will give business owners the opportunity to hear more about those 30 daring, disruptive and ambitious entrepreneurs who will each share their own unique approach to starting and growing a business. Now, I caught up with Adam for a quick chat about the brand, about James Bond, Vodafone and much more. And here is Adam in his own words telling me how it all began. Um, yeah, sure. I'm uh, Adam Brown. I started all of our brown was as a tailored approach to swim shorts uh, about 14 years ago. In 2007, we launched with one product. We launched um, with one style of tailored swim shorts, and we've evolved into a full sort of holiday, a resort lifestyle collection based around holidays. Okay. So sunshine, everything to do with sunshine, travel, happiness, and good times. Excellent. Right. Now, moving on to Skyfall. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I know you're probably sick to death of the James Bond connection, get asked a thousand times, but uh, perhaps people became more aware of your brand through the introduction of Daniel Craig wearing them in Skyfall. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, that was a real moment of luck. I think we we weren't aware it was going to happen. We were obviously extremely pleased when it did. And even though it was a sort of blink and you miss it moment, it was a, a fundamental, you know, reaching an international audience through uh, a, a name, a franchise like James like Bond, you know, a brand like Bond is um, is no mean feat. And it was a hugely, um, it, it was instrumental in, our, in the success that we had over the future years. It was a real, it was one of those moments, you know, for us. And it's for, a, for any small brand, it would be. And ultimately really rewarding for you as well. I imagine, uh, I remember you telling me on the first mood boards that you had, you had Sean Connery up there on the on the notice board, et cetera, as inspiration for the brand, is that right? Yeah, I think it's uh, Sean Connery, you know, the, the James Bond, they're iconic picture images that came with the Bond films. And, you know, whether it was Sean Connery, whether it was Roger Moore, you know, there's in, infinite sort of uh, fashion moments. And on the original ideas board, you know, when I, all of our brand was just a sort of a, a concept, uh, there were pictures there along with others. But it was so it was, and there were there sort of shared values between the two brands, which was very nice. So when it did, when that, when the Skyfall moment came came out, it felt like a sort of a validation of all those things that we've been working to over the first five five or six years. Um, you know, for, to, that, to that moment to actually happen. That's right. Yeah. Well. Congratulations. And since then, subsequent collections have come out. The uh, I think the Heritage Collection was the last one that you did through the James Bond franchise. And, Goodbye. Yeah. So we're on, we've got the third um, installment in, in a moment. And what are we allowed to talk about, if anything, with regards to the third installment? <laughs> Ask me and I'll tell you. <laughs> what can we expect? Is there going to be... Um, Maybe a villain's range? Is it going to be more into the other characters? Or? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, 
I mean, that, those sort of ideas I, th I think are interesting. You know, there are all sorts of characters related to the Bond films that could be very interesting to explore in the future. Um, no, we're still on, we're still firmly on 007 and we're firmly um, exploring the archives of his wardrobe and we are looking at, you know, it's amazing the, uh, the, the breadth of, you know, whether it's fabric bases, whether it's design signatures, whether it's a stripe or lapel or colour or, you know, just the, through the ages, you know, whether it was in the 60s, 70s, 80s or 90s, you know, there's, there's fashion moments that you can keep on talking about so so it's a i think it's especially with the sort of completion of that particular um way we talk talk about bond but your i the thing you spoke about there is you know all those different ways that you can continue this conversation um is is are interesting to explore yeah and and you have access to the archives i imagine when you're doing the research to get these guns together yeah. how is that how does yeah. that process work um, well, it's very collaborative. I mean, there's, they have the archive. You uh, well, you start off looking through um, inventory. You go through anything you can to find. It's basically it's, it's research as you would do with any other, uh, with any other, with any other um, collection that you're developing. And I think um, you know, but they do have this sort of incredible archive just outside London, which you can go and have a look at. And they're remarkably generous with the access that we we're allowed to it. Um, and there are people there who literally know every scene of every Bond film and every detail of what they've worn. It's quite it's extraordinary, and they actually bring the whole um, the, the whole the, the Bond story more to you know even more to life. Yeah, um, it's amazing the level of detail they know. Because I mean, it's a, I think perhaps what people don't realise about Eon is that it's a family-run company and has been for a long time, and it's not this huge, massive conglomerate company with many hundreds of people working for them. So you have the archivist, I think Meg Simmons has been there for a long time. Yeah, exactly, for years, and it's, you know, there are people, and that's nice, you know, I think there's, uh, when people stay at places for a long time and people really enjoy what they're doing, they feel passionately about the subject that they're talking about, you know, that really comes through. And Meg, you know, she's the person who knows all the details. She absolutely yeah, every, you couldn't. You could ask her anything about any drawing, any poster, any any prop, any any stunt that went wrong or right or whatever, and she knows it right back. You know, it's extraordinary. Yeah. And are there actually many clothes in the archive? So you obviously no, there aren't. No, no. So I mean, the, the the archive goes back a long way, but you know, I think it has many. So you know, the Roger Moore, um, the green jacket, the green jacket uh, from Man with the Golden Gun was the sort of one that. Which I loved. You know, we had that in the office. Oh, very fantastic! Kind of and it's sort of there's something about these these um, signature moments in the film, which have sort of real fashion uh, significance. That um, you know, actually having that jacket in the office was was kind of special. And also, what was great was when we went there was we had the saw the sort of call sheets when our when the sky falls when the shorts were going into the scene. So it was lovely. Sort of you know, they had the shorts there and they had the. Um, you know, the original, the call sheets and all the, the instructions of what was happening during that scene. So that was really cool. Oh, I love that. I I had a chat once with Paul Duncan, who did the Tashin Archives book for James Bond. And he said it was just mm. like being in Disneyland for him. He saw the call yeah. sheet that uh, one of the producers, I think maybe Saltzman, had ordered the white bra for Ursula Andress and said, look, you got to go pick this up from JC Penney's or whatever it was. And he just said, this was yeah. just un in a box, unassuming, just stashed away. No, you know. That's all sitting there as well. And it's, it's sort of extraordinary things that you just sort of come across. They sort of drag out of a box or out of a, you know, off a rail. <laughs> sort of sitting, wow, God. <laughs> there's, 
<laughs> and what about the shorts that Daniel Craig wore, the, the set of shorts in Skyfall? Now, do they then come back to the office and say, now these are the ones that have been worn? No, we didn't. Surprised me, we didn't need those. We've actually got it. We've got a, we, we've got some pairs of those, so we knew what they looked like. But no, that was yeah. That it was a, it was great that they chose one of our. You know, it was our best selling color. You know, after navy. You know, any the light blue color, sky color is a. You know, we've now it's now called Riviera, but it, that that color is you know it's our second best selling color. And so it's extraordinary how without any sort of input they chose that, and it became. And it still is. It's just the mainstay in the collection. So, um, but it was good. Excellent. Well, listen, thanks for indulging me. I know that we've covered uh, <laughs> a few points. <laughs> um, I understand you're doing some work with Vodafone now. You're going to be speaking at an event. Perhaps you can just talk a little bit about that, please. Yeah, no, I'm just really, I'm, I was really pleased they asked me. You know, I think I'm past the, uh, the Who Dares, uh, Those Who Dare um, event. It's a week-long virtual um, event. With you know, encouraging, interesting discussion and thought-provoking um, ideas. Yes, so I'm extremely fast. They've asked me to be part of it. Excellent. And this is going to be live. This is something that people can access. Yeah. Yes, it's a, week, it's a week-long event. Um, Lord, I think in about in on May the seventeenth. Okay. <laughs> Tom will double check that with you in the background. <laughs> but there'll be details over on menswearstyle.co.uk. We'll put up all the links and show notes and where we can catch Adam. And if you want to grill him on some more James Bond talk, which I will be doing, then uh, it's a place to go. Um, are you looking forward to No Time to Die? I certainly am. Yes. Yes. I mean, it, all, it'll be interesting. You know, it, I think it's, it's a really interesting, everything that's going on in the wider world and see how Bond adapts and evolves and, you know, what happens, you know, always, there's all the talk about Daniel Craig. So it'll be really interesting to see how it happens, so what, 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 what kicks off. I can't, honestly can't. Yeah, I can't. I know, and it seems a very, very long time now as well. <laughs> well, it's like a long time that we've been waiting. And, and plus, he returns to Goldeneye, where Fleming wrote the books, or Jamaica especially, and you did the photo shoot yeah. for one of the collections. Yeah, we did Golden. the photo shoot in that amazing villa um, there, which is extraordinary. If anyone, I recommend anyone who can get has, is fortunate enough to get over to Jamaica and go to Goldeneye. It's really well worth it. Um, you do feel, you know, when you're in, in Fleming's, house and you're sitting in the room where he wrote the novels um it's a it's a one of those romantic moments looking out at the sea um yeah it's it's, it's extraordinary it's pretty incredible because for people that don't know that the table is just there i mean people can rent out the villa they can yeah, just sitting by a window in his bedroom and you can just you can sit at that chair at that desk and look out at the view and imagine him him writing yeah. it and the house is not you know, the, um, weirdly, a gold knight is not this vast filler, but it just has this sort of romance to it, and this, um, this because it has this history and this narrative, um, it has all this sort of symbolic just feeling about it. You know, when, when you're there, you feel like there's something something fun happened before. Yeah, and obviously, you know, um, many other people since then have stayed in this house, and you know, it's a it's a happy house. You feel like it's a you know, good times have been had yeah. there. No, absolutely. It's come a long way since Noel Coward first visited and called it Golden Eye, Nose and Throat, I think were the words he's... he's All right, well, you, know, you know more than me on that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I mean, just up the road is where Noel Coward's house is, Firefly. So I'm not sure if you managed to get yeah. to do the tour, yeah, but that's yeah, yeah. even more incredible because you get yeah. to have a... So when were you there? So I was there at the start 
of the year, I want to say, last year. So it's been a year, but I think that's it. It was the last holiday I had. So it was just before everything shut you were down. On holiday, were you on holiday there as well? I was, yeah. Were you on holiday in the villa? Uh, no, but I did manage to get in there. I did sneak in there. So the, on minute one when I arrived, I said to the, the, the people there, the service staff, how do I get in? Who do I need to pay? And they said it's fully booked for the next two weeks. No one's going in. Um, so I spent the rest of the time trying to hustle to get in there. And I finally got in there just before my taxi Good. arrived to take me to the airport. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Um, did you manage to get in? Yeah, we stayed there. <laughs> that, make, we stayed. that makes sense. No, we, <laughs> no, we're, we're very, no they, they organized it that we, we stayed there. So we shot there. We woke up there in the morning. Um, we... Yeah, they they very kindly. You know, we we managed to get 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 this. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, we stayed in Goldeneye, so the resort we managed to stay in Goldeneye, but yeah. the, the Fleming Villa is. Yeah. No, we were in the. No, we, I mean, we, I mean, it was quite. That's sorry. That's what I meant. No, it's it's quite mind blowing staying in that villa, even though you can be on the resort or be you know in the, in the near it. But actually, you know, we we're fortunate enough to stay in one of the in the bungalow in the bungalows. Um, just around the villa. Nice, nice. Very, very envious. But um, Adam, listen, I'll uh, let you go. I appreciate you got a hard out, as they say in the trade. Um, I, it would be remiss if I didn't ask you if there was anything that we can expect to see of Oliver Brown in No Time to Die. Oh, well, I couldn't possibly answer that. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to forgive me. You'll have to wait. To I can't wait. You can't wait. Adam Brown, thanks so much for joining us, Adam. Great talking to you. Thanks again. a lot. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you, Adam. Once more, you can check out the collections we mentioned over at www.alloverbrown.com. We'll leave all the details to that Vodafone event over on the show notes over at menswearstyle.co.uk. We're also on the social at menswearstyle. Give us a follow. Join in the action, baby. Thank you for tuning in. If you like what you hear, why not leave a review? It does help our egos, doesn't take a second. And if you want to be a guest on the show, tell us about your brand, your journey, you can email us here at info at menswearstyle.co.uk. Until next time.